Hey Steve, we're on the road again, mate. Oh, I tell you what, mate, on the road again. I, I think I'm glad to be off the road again after all that travelling up there to uh, northern New South Wales and back. Yeah, well, it was a bit of a long bus trip for me up front driving the dang thing, but yeah, we made it back and we haven't done one of these in quite a while, have we? I, I'm trying to remember what, what it is we do to start it off. Oh, I think you started off with the dateline. Dateline. 23rd September 2013. Woo, well, so <laughs> you did remember. Well, here we are for the Ausdesk for episode 267 back in the uh, studio after a uh, very successful deployment up there to uh, Ausfly. And uh, Grant, I'll tell you what, actually, I listened to last week's Airplane Geeks just today and I really enjoyed that uh, interview with uh, Dick Smith and Ryan Campbell. That was actually the first time I've heard it. So a uh, good job on that one, mate. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah, Ben and I had a lot of fun catching up with uh, Dick and Ryan. And uh, yeah, I saw Dick fly in with his uh, his citation and uh, then he was uh, discussing a lot of things with a lot of people out there but I think he heard the voices and saw where we were and uh, was making his way over when I went over to say hi and catch up with him and invite him to come on over and have a chat Uh, yeah I tell you what mate um, it's funny you talk about that citation jet because uh, where we were standing doing air show commentary or interviews or whatever we were doing at that time um, I was actually giving the uh, the old stink eye to the pilot of that citation because he chose to pull up right in front of us and drowned out our microphones well imagine my surprise when none other than Dick's Smith hopped out of the aircraft. I had to change my demeanour rather quickly. <laughs> well, he was in the back, not in the uh, in the pilot seat. He, uh, as he said, he'd had a very long flight in from uh, Italy and uh, was was relaxing while somebody else took care of the flying. Okay, there we go. All right, then. Well, let's get into some news, Grant. Some quick throwaways just before we get into the main topic. Yeah, there's so much we could be talking about. We've been away for so long. I mean, look, mate, Qantas even made a profit while we're away. I mean, a really tiny one, but they say it's because their uh, alliance with uh, Emirates is now one year old. Oh, there we go. Okay, well, that's a good one. What about Air New Zealand and Virgin uh, Trans-Tasman Alliance? It's been fully approved. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good. They can now start joining up to uh, undercut everyone else a little bit more than normal, but, uh, you know... Speaking of approvals and big things, it turns out that uh, our favourite Ericsson air crane, Elvis, is not returning to Victoria for the uh, fire season this year. Yeah, of course, the fire season here uh, sort of uh, kicks off in around about November as we move into the summer months here. And uh, yeah, the Elvis is not returning. That's a uh, Sikorsky uh, Ericsson air crane uh, SH-64F. It's not returning. And uh, there was quite a lot of reporting on the news this morning, but uh, probably left out of the news was the fact that uh, Ericsson will, in fact, be sending some uh, S-64Es instead which have a slightly lower water capacity, but uh, as long as they do the job, I think we'll all be happy here, Grant. But uh, speaking of uh, heavy lift helicopters that are returning to Australia, it looks like uh, the Australian Army's uh, Chinooks are coming back. That's right, mate. They've been uh, over in Afghanistan doing a lot of really fantastic work out there. Despite losing one in, a, in an accident, uh, we've had a very good record of lifting lots of heavy uh, heavy gear, carrying a lot of people, and actually uh, the general phrase has been punching above our weight once again and having a really good reliability but yeah, it's all, all over now. The Chinooks are being returned and uh, they'll just be sticking around Australia and the uh, region from now on. Fantastic. Now, uh, Grant, let's move on quickly to uh, Planes. We all like to talk about Planes here, but Planes the movie. You know what? I think everybody we know has seen it except for you and me. I think so. We haven't had time yet. I, I, I really wish I could have got to see the Qantas preview. It was on a 767 flying above Australia. Yeah, in fact, a VH Oscar Golf Golf. That's a pretty old aircraft, but it uh, looks pretty snazzy with that new uh, Planes livery all over it. Yeah, I've seen uh, VH Og for a number of times. In fact, I've flown on it quite a few times. So, yeah, good to see it getting a, a good spruce up with a lick of paint and being used for that in-flight uh, premiere. Shame we couldn't get on it, mate. It is a shame we couldn't get on that one, Grant. And I tell you what, uh, there's another Qantas group flight that I would have liked to have got on. 
and uh, missed out on that one as well. First flight of Jetstars 787. It's actually gotten in the air and done about a 1.3 to 1.5 hour flight. Yeah, I think the last time we were actually in the studio doing one of these segments, mate, uh, we were reporting that it had been photographed coming out of the paint shop there at uh, Boeing. So, uh, yeah, the aircraft is in the air and uh, that's a significant step for the Qantas group. They've been waiting a long time for these aircraft to get over here. So seeing that uh, first Jetstar 787 in the air will be a very positive thing, I'm thinking, as far as they're concerned. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, going to free up a few A330s that are being used by Jetstar at the moment to come back in and help replace those uh, 767s like VH Og. But debate, uh, speaking of... Uh Qantas A330s, a couple were in a near miss near Adelaide just recently. Yes, uh, two of uh, uh, Qantas uh, A330s uh, in route, one going from Perth to Sydney, the other from Sydney to Perth, and uh, they sort of crossed over at Adelaide. It appears that there was a loss of separation there. Uh, one aircraft was cleared to climb and uh, pretty much on a path that would have taken it uh, very, very close to the other one travelling in the opposite direction. So this has uh, sparked uh, an investigation by the ATSB. Obviously the uh, TCAS system uh, did its job there and the very professional uh, Qantas crews did their job and made sure that nothing happened. But uh, nevertheless, uh, Grant, that's uh, certainly caused some big news in aviation circles here this week. That's right, mate. And of course, the uh, air traffic controller involved has been stood down. That's a standard procedure whenever a major air prox like this occurs. And we'll see what hap- what comes of that. Uh, the, some of the re- reports were like, oh, the air traffic controller stood down over the incident. Well, that's standard procedure, mate. Take them off, have a chat, see what happened, reassess correctional training if required and back onto the job. Now, it appears that the uh, the aircraft that was heading towards Perth, which uh, in, uh, for those who are not familiar with Australian geography, that aircraft would have been heading west, uh, was cleared to climb from uh, flight level 380 up to 400. Uh, of course, uh, unfortunately, there was an eastbound plane uh, heading the other way at uh, flight level 390. So obviously, uh, that was not a good thing when the aircraft, when the tracks that they were on, even though they were in opposite directions, uh, were uh, pretty close to each other. So it be interesting to see what comes of this. I hope the ATSB reports on this rather quickly because, uh, you know, there was all sorts of uh, hysterical reporting as there always is in the mainstream media. Um, really not a lot of talk about how TCAS works, which is a shame, really. I noticed that uh, Captain Richard Woodward from the uh, Australian and International Pilots Association was on there trying to make that point. Uh, I don't know that uh, he really got too much traction, which is a shame because uh, Richard uh, really knows how to articulate himself very well when it comes to this sort of stuff. He certainly does, mate. He certainly does. But of interest, the uh, aircraft that was cleared to climb from uh, 38000 to 40,000. Very quickly, the controller realized the mistake and canceled that clearance and requested them back down to 38,000. So the TCAS went off as the uh, the climbing aircraft was already descending. So it was already uh, being resolved. So a little bit of uh, uh, oops scenario. Uh, fortunately, the controller caught it. That's going to play in their favor, I think. But uh, yeah, the aircraft involved were VH Echo Bravis Sierra, uh, which was the cruising at 39,000 feet coming towards Sydney. And the uh, one that was climbing was VH Echo Bravo Oscar. There we go. And that's normally my job to do all that airplane geeky stuff, Grant. The interesting stuff that uh, I find there is that the the aircraft missed each other by about 700 feet or 213 metres with uh, one flying directly underneath the other. So uh, good to know that TCAS uh, really works well and good to know that those uh, Qantas crews uh, did exactly what they were trying to do. I think it's uh, there's actually, uh, as always, there's uh, you know there might be some uh, shock horror stories there, but there's always some good news stories there. And I think, uh, you know, from a pilot's point of view, I think that's the one. I mean, the, you know, the, everything worked as it was supposed to. Yeah, shouldn't have gotten the situation, but when it did, all the alarms went off and everyone reacted correctly. Uh, no rivet shower. And they were actually one and a half nautical miles laterally separated. So uh, it wasn't that they passed directly underneath each other. 
but off to one side. Uh, one passenger said he was just by chance looking out the window and happened to see another aircraft go past. I had the same thing on uh, the flight to Malaysia, just happened to be looking out the window and saw a Singapore 777 going the other way, a uh, good, good thousand feet below, but uh, you know, pretty close to the same uh, kind of kind of thing if the uh, the one that was uh, descending again had have been 300 foot lower i don't think it would have been an airprox i'm not sure on that one hmm. so uh, once the uh, once the atsb puts out its uh, findings we might report back on that one it'll be interesting to see what happens and uh, as always uh, hopefully that uh, everybody involved can learn from the experience and hopefully it won't happen again well i reckon that's everything we have for you on this week's australia desk it is nice to be being I mean, it's nice to travel around grant but it is nice to be home again oh yeah home again home again jiggity jig hey hey just before we go i want to give a big shout out to aunt benet you know, I was listening, as I said, to you last week's Airplane Geeks just today, and you know what? I can tell that Aunt Benet has now become a pilot. You want to know how I know that? Oh, how? Because normally she says 361 Geeks 01, but in the last episode, she said Geeks 01, as any Ooh. good pilot would. So well done, Aunt Benet. There you go, Benet. Well done. And uh, speaking of which, Benet had sent us those shirts. Uh, AOPA members are playing crazy, and there was that photo of me flying a hot air balloon wearing the T-shirt. Well, guess what? That photo is now in the local Australian AOPA's Australian Pilot magazine, where there's a cover photo by yours truly, and an interview with yours truly, and then an article from Kathy Mixted about flying with yours truly. Oh, so, uh, mate, ballooning, we're in AOPA's Australian Pilot magazine. And that's thanks to, of course, uh, AOPA Australia's equivalent of Aunt Benet, Cresha Ballantyne. Thanks, Cresha. Awesome. Okay, that'll wrap it up for this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm the floating along Grant McCarran. 